Hey, you guys, it's Weekender time. And this week, Ben talks squat, Free gets loopy, and John gets all about the epic basing. I am also in the show. One lucky subscriber will also be given the chance to win the Arena of Shades box set from store.ontabletop.com. If you want to be in with a chance to win the big brimming box full of night haunts and daughters of Cain, then you need to be a subscriber to the channel, leave a comment below, and also, if you can, give us a like and share us around on social media as well. Otherwise, sit back and relax because we're about to take you through the rest of the news of this week, and your weekend starts here. Hola, otters. How are you? Welcome to the weekend. This week I'm joined by John, Free, and Ben as we take a meander through the game and hobby news. But before we kick off with that, we have a very short notice live stream I've decided to do tomorrow. Oh, well, you weren't expecting that, were you? No, I wasn't what's, either. What, what's like, going on? What's happening, Jerry? What's happening tomorrow? Why is it so last minute? What's going on? Uh, because uh, I'm like that. I'm fickle by nature, and I've managed to corral my uh, Warren Light. made a decree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, so- I corralled my Warren Light, Paul, oh, uh, to come up and play some games with me. Nice. Uh, and we're going to live stream. We're going to live stream Steel Coliseum, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is, if you want to think of it as Robot Wars, you would not yeah. be yeah. Uh, a million miles away. Um <laughs> We will be going out. I imagine we'll go out on all the channels. I don't know how the thing works. I press it, but I start streaming and then just walk into the other room. That's it how that should goes. restream to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. So, oh, okay. So, <laughs> so you'll be able to follow along uh, somewhere there. Look, look at fat me. And, and I may even pay attention to the chat this time. Uh, <laughs> unlike the last time, you never know. <laughs> but, but Steel Coliseum is um, James, mm, Hewitt, and uh, Sophie. Uh, did a game called Robot Fight Club uh, mm-hmm. that they brought to Kickstarter and it, it never funded. Um, and they went away to have a wee think about it. And then Zatu uh, Games got in contact with them, went, mm-hmm. we really like that. Uh, let's rejig it and we'll go again. Um, New artwork so, and all sorts of things. So, yeah. so this yeah. is coming in like a month or so. Uh, mm-hmm. May is kind of the plan, I think. Um, so myself and Pope. Uh, We'll be we'll be playing through. I don't know how long this is going to take us to play through. It's essentially Robot Wars on the tabletop. Yeah, yeah. And you play best of three rounds. So mm-hmm. we could go the distance, or it could be all over in two rounds. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll give you a chance to see what's going on. Yeah, I really the nice like thing. It. The nice thing as well is that you can customize your robots and things. So yeah. if it's not going well, you can just switch things up and stuff. It just well, if it's awesome, not so. if it's not going well, this little fella down the front here, <laughs> which is just a gun and a shield, he's got five armor at the front. He's why would right, you do that? Yes. Right up there, um, and then there's like a giant. That's a giant uh, coiled magnet, electromagnet 
for slamming or the people. a slightly unfinished Trivial Pursuit wheel. I can't that wait. To... One, one slice of pie yeah. away from <laughs> yeah, just, I can't wait to see more saws. It's not the same without saws, is it? No. <laughs> but it, it should be interesting. It's yeah, a fascinating yeah. little mechanic yeah. uh, from the gameplay point of view as well, where mm-hmm. um, you kind of build your fighting force at the start of the game, <clears throat> but you also get the upgrades. So you're you're not bidding. You you take turnabout, um, but you you choose from the pool of six robots to get a team of two, and you could potentially go. Okay, I'm going to choose a robot now, mm-hmm. and your opponent will go. I don't care what robot. I just need this upgrade, and it doesn't matter what robot it goes on. So you so you could be picking your choice of robots while they're picking their choice of upgrades until at the end you've both got two robots and on all the upgrades that are fit to print and then you spend your time in the arena knocking lumps out of each other and stealing their armor for scrap value <laughs> and there's even where you would drive over like a button or punch a button and like a pit would open and flames would yeah. come out and stuff the fire pit it's yeah. got things like that as well there are little areas that you can go in and activate that will like flip on overdrive switches and stuff and give you additional oh. power so I'm, that's I'm, great I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, you'll be able to join Very in with fun. me yeah. from 12 p.m. Uh, GMT. Yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> or if you're living life large in other places, that will be different times. And you can look it up yourself because I don't know where you live. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. I know where some of you live. <laughs> but not all of you. It'll either be earlier in the day or later in the day. Yeah. Oh, there we go. In or, the past, present, and or future, Jerry will make it. Potentially the exact yeah. same time. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, so there you go. That that will be my Saturday. Uh, and then after that, we might be playing some Dead Man's Hand. Depends on how long it takes me to trash him in Steel Coliseum. Uh, don't think we're going to be live streaming the Dead Man's Hand. Who knows? It depends how I'm feeling. Depends whether or not I'm going to break and roll after. out of that. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. so. Yeah. So, so that, that's tomorrow. That's what I've got lined up. What are you kids doing the weekend? Is it as fun as me? That's not. I'm going to Thorpe Park on Saturday. That's that's really fun. (laughs) Got like roller coasters and teacup rides. Yeah, I'm going outside. Yeah, I am. I'm going. I'm going to Thorpe Park, and because I don't go often, we're paid into those air tickets where you can skip on queues all day and just Um, walk straight on. So I don't have to ruin my day outside by queuing. It, it sounds interesting, but outside, that's where the people live. I'd much rather be in a small room <laughs> yeah, playing games. I, I understand. Yeah. You will see the state of me on Sunday anyway. <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> right. Uh, let's kick things off then properly with this week's choice for the Indie of the Week. Ooh. And this week, I've snuck a second one in because I know how much the editor likes whenever I do things like this. I am by nature a delightful person. Um, so th- this, this is a super quick one, mind you. Um, there was a Kickstarter run either late last year or very early this year, might have been late last year, um, by a guy who goes by the name of Carthage Must Be Destroyed. Uh, <laughs> we, we know where his allegiances lie. <laughs> yeah, 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 it does. I met him by the medium of Clash of Spears. It's great. Uh, but he ran this little Kickstarter to do heraldic water slide transfers or decals for wargaming nice. mine arrived today and it was like oh he's opened his etsy store to sell sell these things through oh, um, nice. uh, so i thought i'd very quickly show you that this etsy store exists uh, and to show you the sort of things that are going on here so if i ambiguate as you can see there is a 
significant amount of transfers per sheet. It's like 160 something. You'll also notice that they face both Sinister and Dexter or left and right to those playing along at home. And that's a very fancy way of saying left and right. And there's, a, and there's a weird number. It's a heraldic term. The reason there's a weird number, if you're playing fantasy games, it doesn't matter. If you're playing historic, that is one for the shield. And then one, two, three, four. That's the comparison of your horse, the horse curtains. Oh. Left side. Right. And right side. Huh. And that's why there's the odd number, so you can actually have your um, your mounted that's nifty. Um, yeah. knight with the heraldry all in the correct mm-hmm. orientation. And like I say, if you're playing fantasy, you don't really need to worry about it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, they're split up into things like heraldic beasts. So you can see there boar's heads and in many rampant horses, forms, mm-hmm. yeah. rampant past mm-hmm. gardens and all sorts. It's all Jeez. good. Which is very important in life, I feel. Yeah. Um, is this this isn't the most important one, is it? No, it's not. It's not the rams. We're not. I was going to say, yeah, you're going to try and find us the squirrel. One, I am going to try and find <laughs> the squirrel one because it's yeah. awesome. There's a lot to be said about squirrels. Yes. Uh, mostly, stop biting me. There we go. Squirrel rampant. Did I did I back <laughs> this Kickstarter just for the squirrels? Potentially. You know, maybe. There's some boxing rabbits there. For anybody who's thinking this is a bit weird and wacky and out there, and why why has he done these? These are all actually from a medieval heraldry book. That, that, wow. Well, the research of medieval heraldry, the book went public domain at like the the start of the decade type of thing. Had been out for a while. He went in, got the images from that book, uh, and then touch them up for printing in 28 mil scale. Okay. Uh, so these are all actually genuine. Uh, and oh, the ostrich. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess at some point your, your, your noble house goes, right. We need some heraldry. The dragon, that's already taken. All right. The horse, already taken. <laughs> the gerbil, yes. It's, it's, After hours and hours. It's very much go. like, um, like Terry Pratchett, Feet of Clay, has that where he goes to see the heralds and the guys are talking to him as he comes in. So like, I'd let you have some weasels. We're going to have to let them go if nobody, nobody's taking the weasel. If, we, if you don't have the weasels on your heraldry, we're going to have to sell them. And then we get very upset when we have to sell off animals. But anyway, very simple at the moment. There are four sets, each with 160 uh, odd on them uh, and uh, multi-toned. And they're very nice. Like I say, great mine stuff, arrived. Yeah. Mine arrived um, about 20 minutes before we decided to go and start recording this. So I have them and can attest to their quality, uh, which are really, really, really nice indeed. Look at that. Look at all of them. Of course, I'll never use these because you actually have to finish painting something to put them on. <laughs> oh, it's got you like know, the French. Not even the squirrel thing. ones, Jerry. Oh, well, the, squ- the squirrel ones, they're going to go on my halfling honor Your guard for yeah. games of war. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that fits. That works <laughs> very much. So that does right. Work. So that's that's indie number one. If you're after some medieval sneaky indie, yeah, that's my sneaky indie. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's important to have sneaky indies. Yeah. Uh, but our main indie of the week is actually Flags of War. Mm. Uh, so this is uh, Ian from Scotland. I want to say it's Ian McDonald, but I also don't want to get that wrong. So. Mm, we're going to go with Ian. Ian. Oh, no, it's Ian McDonald. I'm right. That's okay. Ian um, McDonald. Yeah. As the name suggests, flags are mostly 
the uh, the nature of the game. However, he does have two miniatures lines, both historical. Uh, one used to have its own website, but it's been brought over here. I suppose it makes life easier for him rather than running two. <laughs> so Funky Skull, which we'll get into. Oh, believe you me, we'll get into them. Um, <laughs> and then Flags of War is the standard. So as you can see across the top here, you have medieval 15, 16, 17, 18, and 1900s. Uh, when you click on them, you get a lovely little drop down and you go, where would you like to go? Would you like to do the uh, Russo-Japanese <laughs> War? Manchuria, the Irish War of Independence, your interwar uh, Easter the, Rising. There's the the important stars. thing about these is, are they like sticker no. versions? Oh, okay, no, no right. they, these are just uh, paper, okay. uh, which, makes, which makes my life much easier when I'm putting these things on. Uh, you don't accidentally just... stick them wrong and then have to <laughs> peel them apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Overlapped ever so slightly, yeah. All you need to do with the paper, and I, I did a jerry can on it before, all you need to do with the paper transfer is to um, put, or paper flag, is to put enough PVA glue on it so when you, you do that, it easily slides against itself. Yeah. Like, like it, it seems like too much. And then there's that much on it that it will hold the shape so you can put ripples and curves and stuff in it. And then you nice. leave it alone. And when it dries, it dries solid anyway. Nice. Um, but as you can see, there are ranges upon ranges upon ranges of flags for everything from uh, the American Civil War, the American War of Independence, uh, the Fenian raids on Canada when the Irish battalions got a bit angsty after the <laughs> wow. war finished mm. and decided to invade Canada, they got spanked hard. <laughs> um, they did. Where is it? There's the Texas Revolution, the Karras War. Uh, there you go. There's the 1866 Fenian raids. They've really got everything, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, like I say, this is the the meat and potatoes of it all. Uh, I, know, I know there's a lot of companies that, um, do historical miniatures that I like, and if you want to get the flags for this particular army, then just go to Flags of War and buy them there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot to be said, especially these days with contrast and depth and speed paints and umpteen other things. Yeah. Where if you're just going ahead and throwing block colors and some sort of shade or contrast or tone over the mm. top of them, your yeah. paint job doesn't need to be amazing. But having a command section or color section with some flags like this just lifts the whole thing. And people, yeah. that bases and faces and flags, all you need in life, bases, faces and flags. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, there there is a wealth there covering all the periods. Uh, if you, for example, are doing the Baron's War. And, Quite popular right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And if you've you know you've got your squirrel transfer sheet, so you've got your uh, mm -hmm. you've got your red line rampant, uh, mm -hmm. and they're just needing the flags to go with through the pennants. Um, then oh, and that miniature of well. William Marshall is out right about now from uh, yes. the guys at Footsaw. So yeah. <laughs> Monday. Um, yeah. So obviously, I'm not going to go through every single one, but you can see there the there's a lot of flags. There is a <laughs> lot, all the lot flags. of flags. Um, <laughs> William Hyde's to pirates with flags. A whole say. host of things. Um, but he does run a couple of miniature ranges. Uh, and I haven't spoken to Ian briefly. Um, as he says himself, he does things he wants to, to see or to play with. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is very much, this is, I want to collect this range and therefore I will have this range. Yeah. Uh, so there are um, the 45 Rebellion figures. 
so British and Jacobite, uh, it's mostly Scottish. Uh, and I think they've all been sculpted by um, Nick Collier as well. So there's a consistency throughout them. Nice. Um, yeah. So is it all 28 mil as well? This yeah. is all 28 mil. Yeah. Uh, so we can see here the Duke of Cumberland looking particularly sausage-like. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're all thinking it. No. Oh, I just had to be one to say. Um, I feel sorry for the horse. Yeah. Indeed. Well, you would. You would feel sorry for the horse. But uh, so 1745, British troops did not change what they were wearing, depending on where they were fighting, which means these can be used for a host of conflicts. They work equally well for the American War of Independence and, and stuff like that, because um, you've got your color sections with the, mm -hmm. my, I hated painting those miters. I hated painting drummers, actually, to be fair, far too much lace on a drummer. <laughs> anyway. For a guy who's going to get shot 20 minutes into the engagement. Mm. <laughs> How long did your uniform take to put on today, sir? <laughs> Uh, but you've got the the mitre, these are really nice. mitre hatted yeah, grenadier. Are these, um, absolutely gorgeous. What are these made from? These ones. These are metal. All metal all metal casts. All lovely, lovely metal. Num num num. <laughs> Do they come with MDF bases as well? Is it? It's like, or, um, or maybe they just don't come with no, bases and you choose just, your own. I guess. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're on the standard puddle bases you'll see on some right. unpainted ones. Yeah. Um, said there might be bases with them. I didn't get any bases with the ones I've got. <laughs> But that. well, that's not to say they don't come with bases. Mm. You two can find out yourself. There's I really like the detail on those. Those are nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I appreciate wholeheartedly the fact that the miters have actually got sculpting on them. Um, so you don't have to freehand things. <laughs> freehanding a goat onto that. Onto that. There's like a cap. There's like a little trapezoid right above the forehead, and there's a right. goat on that on everybody and then above that will be the actual um regimental signifier uh -huh. which can change quite a bit so if it's like if it's the skins they've got like a, a blue circle with a white castle gate in the middle of it and no free handing that's a pain in the free handing that's a pain in the backside when i was doing a 54 mil doing it in <laughs> um doing it in 28 i would yeah cry. you might be able to see there see so these ones have the i think they've got the gr on them and then that's the little, the little red and white bit. The but you just need a, ste a steady hand. Still. Yeah. So, <laughs> so having those sculpted on, break out the paint pens, or just roll a, a ruler across them, and away you go. <laughs> so, British section is uh, fairly comprehensive. It's mm -hmm. what you need to be uh, doing, doing the Lords of Work in various parts of Scotland and England. Oh, that's nice. And Henry Hawley. There's also then the. Opposition to the government, the Jacobites. Mm -hmm. um, so here we have our Highlanders and the occasional Lowlander. Not not enough of them. <laughs> they mostly didn't show up. It all went very wrong. Uh, <laughs> but they're there. Yeah, it's true. Um, for people not familiar. Oh, wow. With, they with the 45 Rebellion. Uh, this is the one where they went down to sort of Manchester and then realized the English weren't rising up and turned around and went home again. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and this is the one that finished at Culloden. 
Right. Okay. There is so much you could add to the guy on the right hand doing this. There really is. You could add trumpet. You could add <laughs> party pop. But you could do so much with him. Not COVID. He's just coughing. Yeah. <laughs> Cover your mouth. Coughs <laughs> and sneezes spread diseases. Yeah. Well, germs in a handkerchief. The interesting thing about these, though, is that like I would love to do like Scottish armies and that kind of stuff. Mm. But then you have the, you know, the looming shadow of tartan. Tartan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Break out so, the tartan paint. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's not as difficult. Or just use think. pens, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just get the patterns right, I suppose. So. Yeah. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, the Jacobites are absolutely gorgeous as well. Oh, there's mm. Prince Charles Edward Stuart. What you, what you don't do is what I did on my Burrows and Badgers miniatures, where I it was like, oh, what are a couple of colours that are really complementary? Blue, mm. white, mm. red. Mm. Oh, no, I've made these British clansmen. <laughs> They're not going to like that at all. <laughs> Depends if there's an awful lot of tartan out there. Good old bonnie prince. Huh? Looking well. Well these done, really sunning cool. up. Really, really nice. They are absolutely gorgeous. No. <laughs> Another reason why the the forty five rebellion kicked off is because the majority of the English army was off on the continent fighting the Austrian right. wars of succession, mm-hmm. um, which Ian oh. has just done. A, he does little mini kickstarters to essentially flesh out and, and add to the ranges. He's just done one for the Austrian wars of succession, uh, which will be coming in another month or so to the the web store. So same period, but then branching out so you can start fighting out some um, conflicts elsewhere. The British will work for both, which means it just adds in other ranges to there. Um, You'll like these, John. (laughs) (laughs) Rude Highlanders. Yep. Unfortunately censored, so we're not getting to see exactly what's going on there. I love the Um, I love the expression on his face. It really does say on it. it? (laughs) Unfortunately, for some reason, best known to itself, it doesn't want it in big in that one. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a deliberate (laughs) choice by the artiste. That's that choice. Um, But yeah, so the 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 historical side, the the 18th century selection of stuff are really nice. Like I say, he also does um, the funky skull range. So this is for a game called Street Wars, which is based in 1970s America uh, in around New York, um, allowing you to play out something akin to the um, Warriors film. Oh, nice. So you two can have things like the Black Cobras. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Kung Fu, Afros. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clink, 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 clink. Yes. Um, some come from various types of pop culture reference. Oh, that's awesome. The crow. So, yeah. so, I mean, should he be in the seventies? No. Do I care? No. No. no <laughs> I will hundred percent on board. With oh, it. I love and that. If you're going to have, uh, the availability of a sculptor and the capability of putting together ranges of stuff like this, then yes, definitely go for the stuff you have enjoy. Fun with it, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, my favorite member of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Casey Jones. Good old Casey. Jack Lefeur. <laughs> and, and again, you know, just there to... Uh, just there because. Yeah. Because, very much, just there because. Um, the, the system itself, Street Ward system, is relatively simple. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I might pick up a copy of it actually. Uh, is it? Is I'm it by? Is it by um, like the Flags of War creator Ian, or is it from a different company? Or uh, it's it's by Flags of War creator, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so the way it works is you've got D twelve, D ten, D eight, D six. I think that's all of them. Um, so essentially, it's like a Necromunda-style skirmish game. If people are familiar with that, you've got your gang warlord, uh, his lieutenants, his regular um, street warriors, and then the new bloods. Um, and you've you got just like fight a, over a, territory a, and things. A fight, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're trying to get the most turf. You've got your fight stat. You've got your uh, shoot stat. You've got your skill stat. And then you've got your funk stat. <laughs> uh, but your target numbers target, target numbers stay the same but the dice may move around so you might have somebody with uh-huh. a d12 in fight and a d6 in funk or your leader with a d10 in funk um, <laughs> which is used for like initiative and, and activations and stuff like that so yeah yeah so, so it's a very simple yeah. system to play it makes sense why the funky dude was in the bottom now also yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's the braves who may or may not be uh the warriors Mm-hmm. He's even got the little, um, I'm not sure what the name of that little Egyptian sort of headscarf is called that he had. They should obviously be wearing red waistcoats, but you can do that yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody's stopping you from not painting them like that. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if this is all of the gangs. I think there's a few more gangs listed in the rule book that, um, that need freshing out in the future. Need fleshing out. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get to those eventually. Mm-hmm. There's Randall, the Saint, St. James. Mm-hmm. I will say his hat is probably not extravagantly huge enough. No, and he <laughs> needs, needs to be purple and clashing. Yeah, I, I, I can do that with some plastic card, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll have a look at some of the others. So we've got the Mollies, not the, the Devil's Outcasts, Ghetto Lords, the Napoli Boys. Napoli Boys. So there's the Mollies. Nice. Looking ready to kick ass and take names. Mm-hmm. Molly with a Molotov. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> The Devil's Outcasts group of uh, skinhead thugs. Your bikers and stuff, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ghetto Lords. Nice. This is great. They I love that the hair is on point for it these is, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you have Daniel Radcliffe on the right. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, who knew Daniel Radcliffe would fight alongside Ron Jeremy? I know, right? <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs> and then the uh, the Napoli boys. So that it's just a a fantastic little game system and environment, and uh, you know, technically historical. Technically, true. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he's still going ahead with this. A few years ago, he'd been talking about using this system for the gang fightingness um, to do a Gangs of New York. 1800-style oh. one. Nice. So you could have your, your Liam Neeson and your Bill Butcher, your skinned rats, or whatever they were called, skinned rabbits, um, fighting each other in, in the streets that would of, be nice. of New York. Yeah. Well, not points. nice, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, it's a nice idea, yeah. <laughs> I talked to somebody about it a long time ago, um, that it would be an interesting place to have a skirmish game. Where you you know you don't need a ton of figures. It's not a full on. A lot of the the, the fighting mm. in the 1800s tends to be more large sort of action. But actually, just having what's the tagline for that? New York was built on the streets, something like that. Mm. So there's a uh, Donny Brasco. 
<laughs> oh, not not Donny Osmond then. No, no not Donny Osmond. <laughs> terrible, terrible man, you. Can't can't bring you anywhere. Oh, that's nice. That's the lady, great. The that's lady with the birds from, from uh, Home Alone. Yeah. Yes, that's a nice heads up for New York, isn't it? Mm. It's belongs you know. in New York. I don't even remember her in Home Alone. Home Alone too. It's, Home it was the, the early acting career of Piers Morgan. If you look at her, if you look at the face, it's, uh, yeah. That's okay. never going to be able to unsay that now. <laughs> frightening, frightening thought. The pigeon, pigeon Lady's an Irish actress, and I can't remember her name. Um, but you, you probably recognise her. I've done her a great uh, disservice by by calling her Piers yeah. Morgan. Yeah. 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 One more, one more. Travesty to add to <laughs> the long line of British oppression. Yeah. Uh, there we have our funky skull cops as well. So that's nice. the majority of the Street Wars range. There was one other tidy funky adjacent um, line. Funky adjacent. Which yeah. is the funky pop. Oh. Um, oh, okay. And you'll like these. Oh, the Goonies, they're great. Hey, you guys. Who painted that flower on the, the flower print on that top? That must have taken some patience. I, I imagine it took far too much time. So who, who can remember the names? Oh, oh no. so, no. uh, so you've got Chunk on the right-hand side. Do you have Chunk over here? Yeah. You've got, oh, why are we doing this? Ralph the Mouth. Played Ra- by mouth. Mouth. Um, you've got asthmatic Mikey, oh, and then you've got data. Data. Oh. Slick shoes. <laughs> and of course, in the middle, sloth. Sloth loves chunk. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. fun. Yeah. that's why the only not... ever reason why I wanted to try Babe Ruth. That was it. Just because yeah. we <laughs> um, We have our daring detectives. Tintin. Tintin. Oh, my days. Yep. <laughs> They're great. Captain, the poses are perfect. Was it Captain Cod? Is that his name? Cap, yep. The Thompson Cod, twins. The Thompson um, I can't remember the name of the um, professor at the end. Oh, I so want those. Those are so cool. I love him too. But if you, get, <laughs> if you get those, then yeah. will you be allowed to have these? Because you're limited on what you can buy every month. Oh, no. <gasps> is that Popeye and Olive? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, I think I'm. I think I'm still sold on well I think so, it needs. Uh, yeah. There Weirdo. needs to be a can of spinach, and his arms need to be a bit more unhealthily bigger. Olive, <laughs> Olive does not look healthy. No, <laughs> that's fine. Olive, she, she, she never looked healthy in the cartoon. Did <laughs> no, that's Olive she's actually like filled she, out a bit. She, she actually looks like she's escaped from Area Fifty One. I, I just <laughs> love there. how Popeye looks like he's up for a scrap. He's ready. Oh for yeah, already. Okay, okay, the okay, pose okay. is perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so that. That's flags of war. That's brilliant. That's cool. That's thing. right. Yeah, interesting mix of of different historical time periods, and then obviously the pop stuff, which mm-hmm. isn't historically accurate. Well, actually, that's not true because Popeye is based on a real sailor who actually looked it like is. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and I used to know his name, but it's gone now. It'll be in the comments by the time I finish saying the sentence. Somebody will already have typed it in. So I won't look though. You can't make me. <laughs> So there we go. That's our indie of the week for this week. Flags of War. Uh, if I think if you type in funkyskullgames.com, it will take you automatically to Flags of War now. Anyway, redirects to there, uh, so you can have I'll a look. Try at and that. find the rules and pop them down below in the comment and uh, in the description. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll throw them in. You can pick up the rules in PDF from War Games Vault as well if you're far away. Nice. Um, uh, or obviously get it directly from Ian. Uh, I think it's time for some news. 
coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the news. <laughs> all right, we are back with the news and some big news for little people. Is it leprechauns? <laughs> no, unfortunately, it's not leprechauns, but it is the thing that I imagine a lot of people thought was at the end of the Games Workshop rainbow, the grim, dark rainbow. Uh, there's no unicorns or leprechauns or gold, unfortunately. But, Different um, shades of grey, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What there is, however, is squats, or oh. I should say, not squats, it's actually oh. called the League of Votan. So... Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so this was the new set of previews that popped up last week around April Fool's. In fact, it appeared on April Fool's Day. Day yeah. And everyone was like, well, this is either an amazingly annoying joke or it's the <laughs> biggest double double bluff in Games Workshop history. Uh, turns out it was actually a double bluff <sighs> because it was then later released on the day after, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at my laptop while I was playing Elden Ring and suddenly lots of things popped up and I was like, oh, I should probably write about this. So I dived into work <laughs> mode for about <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> but we got a first look at the squats who have returned to Warhammer 40,000, or at least are going to return within the near future. Um, as I say, um, the people of Necromunda continue to call them squats. They're showing off at the end in art form. Mm. Very, uh, but the people uh, of Necromunda refer to them still as squats, uh, which is obviously the term that everyone knows them as from mm -hmm. sort of Warhammer back in the day. But in their parlance, they are known as the League of Votan, which is part of their sort of like engineering, <laughs> merchantile, mining guilds that they have set up within the world of Warhammer 40,000. Um, they are still an offshoot of uh, humanity as per um, uh, a lot of the other ones. So like, um, uh, rattlings, rattlings and ogrins and that kind of thing. Beast men, beast men, of course, yes, because you got you got the ab humans and stuff within the imperial armies and things. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the new design for them. Uh, now, I will immediately point out that as soon as I saw these, I thought these look strangely familiar. Mm. That's because they look a lot like the Carmens from AT forty three. The armor yeah. looks just the same in my yeah. mind. It's the fact they've like, also used the same color palette as well. Exactly. Uh -huh. yeah, it's really, it's really weird. Um, but uh, I think are we a saying all squats are monkeys? Well, well, they are pretty good with a wrench. <laughs> um, so this is what I'm assuming is going to be their exosuits that were kind of leaked for last year. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's sort of like their deep space mining rigs and that kind of thing that they'll add on when they're going exploring. We've also been told that there's going to be a box set that's a little bit like the Sisters of Battle one that we saw a couple of years ago, where we're going to get a bunch of the models ahead of their initial release within 140,000 proper. Oh, that'll um, make the scalpers happy. Exactly, yes. <laughs> uh, I'd assume it's going to be done as a made-to-order thing, but who knows nowadays. Uh, in, apparently in that box, again, this is all just rumours I'm pulling from the internet, there's going to be an ancient, whatever that means, mm -hmm. uh, 10 troopers who are meant to be wearing the traditional kind of like leather armour that you you kind of um, know of squats uh -huh. uh, with all with the sunglasses like, and everything. Like the quilted jackets. Yeah, yeah, the quilted jackets things. And there's also going to be a thud gun. Everybody loves a, a good thud gun. <laughs> um, so yeah, it'd be very interesting to see um, how this all sort of um, turns out when it actually finally arrives on the tabletop for everybody. They actually, the folks against which I did actually have a look back at some of the models from the past as well, right from their website over the last couple of days, just sort of showing the, the sort of where the way things have grown and changed over the last couple of years. 
Um, so it's been very interesting sort of seeing the this new style of... Can't get uh, past that. <laughs> <laughs> it is very similar, yeah. Um, it's, it's very interesting seeing what they've done to kind of like modernise the squat range. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've seen a couple of releases for the for Necromunda that have popped up from Forge all over the last couple of uh, couple of years, and they look pretty cool. Uh, but it'll be very interesting to see where they go with this as a whole. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be an army onto its own? Will they get their own? Codex? Is it going to be a little bit like a supplement of old, where it'll be attached to something from the Astra Militarum? Because we know they're getting updated soon. So maybe that's going to tie in together and it's going to be part of the Imperium. They have talked about how the fact that, you know, a lot of the time they do not really like the Imperium and they, hmm. and they do their own thing. Makes but sense. but they kind of come together at times of great need and things, which were I, I think a lot of people are probably sort of focusing on the idea of them being this kind of like an Imperium offshoot. Um, so you can see the quilted jackets and then you can see the new version of them as well with the, the mm, two different models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably how those kind of troopers are going to look, I would imagine. Um, I actually quite like the new design, to be honest. I think it looks kind of cool. I think it looks slightly more high sci-fi. In many Definitely. Regards, but then these are, you know, the squats. They have always been better at building and tinkering with technology than a lot of the other, you know, uh, members of the Imperium and stuff over the years, so it makes sense that they had they'd have better tech and better upgraded things. And as, as something that was was brought up on social media as well, like everyone's like, "Oh, they don't look grim dark enough." Well, Tau exist within, yeah. <laughs> you know, the forty first millennium, and people have grown to love them now. So you know, it'll just come down to how you paint them and stuff. Like, right? yeah. So, yeah, I, I think the important thing to remember is. The grim dark bit only really applies to the Imperium because exactly. they're yeah. terrible religious nutters. We all know yeah. religion is the worst. The Eldar are pretty enlightened for the most part. Yep. So. Tower spot on as well. Um, squats broke away. Why shouldn't they? They don't, they don't spend all their time burning incense and reading out litanies to make the machines work. They yeah. just repair them. It's yeah. just humanity should, that has died on its arse. I should also say that... Um, the, the, for those people that played, still play Battlefleet Gothic, mm. you'll be aware of the Demiurg, which were the yeah. Tau-based um, faction that were bought under the greater good and served them. Um, this, I think, is going to be, again, distinct from what we saw with the, the Demiurg. I, I would I, I would imagine by the fact that they called them the League of Votan, this is a particular sect within the Squat Empire, mm. or however they put it together. Wait, wait, well, they were um, called so. Leagues. They, yeah, yeah, they they broke away from humanity and formed their little mining leagues and guilds and stuff. They'd be yeah. better off just sticking with the tower, to be brutally honest. I mean, kick, kick back against yeah. against yeah. the empire, the evil yeah. empire. You've <laughs> got someone who would who would readily buy all of the tech that you ever make. So, <laughs> I do. And all you got to do is sci-fi. yeah, all you got to do is kind of you know stick to the greater good when they turn up. The greater and then good. Just go off and do your own thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like they are. You know. It's one of those things. Time will tell as to how bizarre they go. Exactly. They need, they need bikes and trikes. That's what, made, that's what made the that, squad that army different. Mm-hmm. Bikes and trikes. The fact that you could have little tin can exo-armored fellas who were essentially just terminators and then stick them on a trike yes. and barrel them up the board. That was the way it went. That's, I, people didn't I, see that coming. Well, they did see it coming. And then they got a shot glance in the head, and that, that's all she wrote. I, I am very interested to see how much they lead into the sci-fi dwarf thing now when it comes to this. Because obviously they've gone down this route of making them, well, they've always been this, but they've kind of added it to the models in this kind of like, we're salvaging through space and all that kind of thing. So they're engineers and, you know, 
miners and traders. But maybe will they bring in things like the Slayer Cult of the Grimdark perhaps into this set and sort of go down the route of what Mantic did with the Forge Fathers where they had that kind of offshoot of that were kind of like Slayers but not really kind of thing? Because there's a lot of sci-fi dwarves out there now. Uh, that have done is, been done yeah. by other companies, so you know, games which are going to have to try and come up with something that well, doesn't yeah. make it stand out from the rest. Yeah, so, it's um, kind of cool. And as I said on the little title in that news article, this is Ben's new army, so it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I was going to say, are you excited by this? I, ben, I, by think, I, am. Yeah, I think I am. Yeah, a little bit. I was flirting with Tyranids and Inquisitorial stuff, but I think well, now's the time. Yeah, not much question for you though. Yeah. Land trains. How yes. long for this land train? I imagine it'll come out shortly after the rolling fortresses. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool stuff there anyway. So sticking Mm. with the sci-fi and stuff from a long time ago. Mm. Yes. And far, far away. Uh, We move over to Atomic Mass Games and what they've got coming up for Star Wars Legion. Now things have been a little bit quiet on the Star Wars Legion front over the last Mm -hmm. couple of years. Uh, But these models were kind of teased. I think it was last year. Uh, Potentially, was it Gen Con? I think they talked about this stuff all around that time. About the new faction coming. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a look at the sort of criminals and the, the scum and villainy of the Star Wars and Legion universe, specifically based around the uh, kind of Clone Wars era of stuff. But also, if you've watched uh, The Mandalorian and uh, The Book of Boba Fett, you'll know that a lot of these uh, crime syndicates have found their way into that as well. And uh, Solo, a Star Wars And story. Solo, the, yes, of course. Best yeah. of all Star Wars movies ever. <laughs> or how, how Han Solo got his got stuff. Got his stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is the Shadow Collective starter set. So yes. this is a collection of different box sets that are put together into one so that you can effectively get started with a kind of like a little skirmishy force mm-hmm. in Star Wars Legion right away. You get Maul, not Darth. You get Maul with Maul. the dark saber and his lightsaber in hand. You also get Rook Cast, who mm. is pictured to the right of him. Uh, there's also a set of the Mandalorian Super Commandos yep. uh, that a lot of people will, right will remember <laughs> yeah. being led by Gar Saxon, who we'll see in a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, then you've also got the Pike Syndicate and the Black Sun Enforcers as well there. So if anybody has watched anything to do with Filoni <laughs> <laughs> over the last however many years, or anything Star Wars in the animated sort of sphere, uh, then you'll be very, very familiar with all of these different elements that have showed up in the cartoons and the like. Um, I think it's about time that we got to see all this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I love that we're getting this kind of Maul's little faction, I think. Is really yeah. Nice. You say uh, Maul's little faction, I think he's just a puppet. I would yeah, run him as Prince Caesar <laughs> there. Could do, yeah, 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 very much so. Proper um, black son, syndicate crime boss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh, this necklace fella here. What do you have to do sneak in while he's asleep, steal his legs? Yeah. What are you going to do, Maul, huh? And then he'll just get spider legs. Um, but... Uh, because they're coming out with the Shadow Collector stuff, yeah. it kind of, again, opens up the door for them to do a lot more stuff yeah. with that Clone Wars era and even things like Rebels in the future, hopefully, as well. Because they've clearly plumbed the depths of the of the animated series for this yeah. uh, and sort of hit on all those things a lot of people are like really drawn to. Yeah. And we've had elements of those series pop up in the past uh, with some a couple of the different characters and things. Uh, but it would be really nice to see them sort of really fully go into it. And hopefully this kind of is the opening of the floodgates when it comes to new stuff for Star Wars Legion, because we have been um, sort of fairly left in the dark by a lot of yeah. stuff for quite a while. Yeah, so, you're not really yeah. certain what they're up to. It'll be 
I'm just glad to see more Mandalorians. To be really yes. honest, I was planning yeah. on running Mandalorian army anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, just, now you have just to. Now I've got more. <laughs> They're going to escape. You could also even file the file the. Uh, oh yeah, the yeah. Oh, those hordes could come off. right off. Mm-hmm. Right off. Not any of those dirty rebels. No. 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 no, but no. If you do want to lead a section of dirty rebels, then you do have Gar Saxon. <laughs> Same. Although he'd probably say that he's a freedom fighter for the glory of Mandalore. But there we go. <laughs> but, but he would say that. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Actually, that's <laughs> They're not right. Yeah. He's not right. And he can be built in two different ways as well. So yeah. you can have yeah. the pistol in his refractor shield, or you can have him with the rifle as well, which is kind of the nice. way you've put that there, Jerry. It just looks like he's come out with his kid for Halloween. With <laughs> <laughs> the Captain Spider Man shield. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, look, Ed, I'm a Mandalorian too. <laughs> but yeah, some really cool stuff there first. Uh, yeah. Star Wars Legion that I think a lot of people will be very happy with. What I'd be interested to hear uh, from people down in the comments, actually, is where do you think they should go? from this oh. do you agree going into the animated series should we look towards the new uh, the new live action stuff we've been seeing mm. should we have a um uh a, rook, a mandalorian yeah. and, a, and a boba fett and stuff like that so was rook in the animated series i've not watched the clone wars i uh, because cannot I watched remember the first her. couple of episodes and it was terrible but she is in the comic she, she's yeah. in the the darth maul miniseries the son of so, dathomir so Gar nice. Saxon was in the animated series. I can't remember Rook Cast unless she was like a bit part in like right. a, a, a longer series of episodes. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, she didn't immediately stand out to me, but obviously it's nice to have Gar Saxon in there as well. So, uh, but yeah, it's really I cool. Just stuff. Want a, I just want a pod racing spinoff. I mean, you know, why not? That'd be kind want, of cool. You make your own racing. pod racing. Pod <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is yeah. pod racing. I literally, I literally <laughs> don't care about anything else in. <laughs> episodes one two and three i think mm. the, the pod racing was the best bit of it all yep. so. and when you are doing your pod racing minigame on the tabletop you've got to make all the noises oh uh, yeah you yeah. have to so you've got to do <laughs> some was like would you uh oh, what doug uh would you <laughs> would you add in things like being shot at on tattooing by yeah. Yeah, of course you would like that. yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd in be Byron. amazing yeah. Gaslands would be a very good system for it, actually. It really would, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure someone made a, with, um, <laughs> pods. I'm pretty sure someone made a pod racing like statement of that using the, the Gaslands rules. I'll have to see if I can find it. But anyway. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's the most important release of 2023. <laughs> the Gaslands pod race. <laughs> yes. Very much so. I'm all for that. Do that 100%. in Blaster Mag if you don't if you, if it doesn't appear in reality. You no just good. have to call it "This is Pod Racing." That's yes, it doesn't this need a it doesn't need is. a fancy title. Yeah, yeah. Nice. very nice. Yeah. But yeah, so some awesome Star Wars stuff there mm-hmm. to uh, get everybody back into playing some Legion on the tabletop. Lovely. Who knows? Maybe at some point they'll be added to the Atomic Mass Games website. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Who would want to put the biggest IP in the world? On the Never mind the other sell? games that they said they were going to be doing, but. Wow, 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 wow. Time will tell. Anyway, free Lippy Teals. Oh, combo breaker with a sci fi because we've got three in a row here. So, um, the release of Tales from the Loop board game with Free League Publishing is now upon us. So, players can take a lightweighted approach when dealing with 80s inspired sci fi investigation. So, you're provided a streamlined and shorter experience within the same RPG universe. So, this was released in February. So, players are going to be heading to the familiar environment, which extends the universe for a chance to board gamers to get involved now so get more involved into the retro action 
So the narrative title is focused following a similar theme to the RPG. So it brings images and works from the original art book into this game as well. So it places one to five players in a chance to head off to loads of different locations and cooperate in an investigation upon the anomalies that are happening across the town. But you are playing as teenagers on the hunt for intrigue. So mystery is going to be in the wind and players are going to need to be home right in time for dinner. So those who have never stepped into the world of Tales from the Loop, RPG from Free League, or have even seen the Amazon series as well, think Stranger Things, but more sci-fi. Um, so taking place in the late 80s where mullets and spandex were a choice. So <laughs> players will have to balance the pressures of teenage life with hunting down mysterious creatures as well. So you're going to be thrown into adventures and mysteries that surround the loop. So this is a particle accelerator that's been built underground in the suburban countryside. So it's not that far from Stockholm. So as I said, you're going to be playing as local kids equipped with a series of skills and they're going to be heading off to the edge of ruin or the video store to put stop to any unusual antics before all hope is lost. And by that, which I mean, you have to, if you do get home late, you're probably going to need to sacrifice your lift to school the next day. So there are several different scenarios in the box, which can last up to 120 minutes. So players are going to take their turns simultaneously. So the round represents one day, starting with the sound of the school bell and ending safely at home. So players are going to need to keep their eyes and ears open at school for any gossip about what's going on around town. They're going to gain tips on where to journey off to once the school day ends. So map is completely free to explore. They're going to head off to different locations with limited time and carry out investigations. So whether you're intrigued by Amazon series or you've RPG'd way through many mechanical mystery or just want an empty point, entry point into the world, Board Game is a great extension and introduction, in my opinion. Um, uh, it's great to look into the world. What, what are you showcasing, Jerry? What we got? The art book. Th- this is yeah. the art book that started it all from Simon. Simon Stolen Hag. And of course, Jerry has it. That's of course, I, I know because I'm a I'm a whore for the uh, Tales from the Loop. Uh, but that's in and of itself. I mean, this is the reason why the RPG exists because he had created a whole alternate Sweden in oh. the eighties, um, and it wasn't just like I'm going to do a weird picture of something or I'm going to have you know dinosaurs attacking. But then you also got yeah. the, the write up about what was happening, and the guys at Free League went, "Oh my word, that's that's insane." Uh, in particular oh that's it's beautiful like, uh, weird and wacky um and it's really interesting that they've decided to go with this i suppose they're possibly a similar age to myself so it, it has that sort of goonies feel mm. uh and you know 80s nostalgia and 80s retro is a thing these days yeah um so i i quite like the idea of the the kids the kids adventure the sort of thing we used to do, sod off down to go outside you know, and you know break you things, know, go jump down out to trees, grounds yeah. and do things, and yeah. uh, make up your own adventures. But in this case, occasionally weird stuff will happen because of the mm-hmm. loop, so you may end up having to deal with ankylosaurs roaming the land, or you know, stay off Wolf Island, or keep away from the unusual floating droids that you know are powered by loop technology because you know they, they may end up dropping you into something. I was having a look at this in a little bit more detail because I've got a copy. In, on my board game collection that I have yet to actually dive in and play properly, but uh, I was looking through it. I was reading through the rules, and it's it's got as you say, it's a it's a slightly more streamlined. Well, yeah. the Tales from the Loop rules are very streamlined in 
in, in that regard anyway. Yeah. And they've basically gone with that concept for the kind of ease of diving into the board game. But there's actually a lot of granularity in the narrative way that mm. things unfold. And also there's like hacking rules for taking over robots and all that kind of stuff as well. So there's a lot of stuff in there that if you really like the role-playing game, I would I would say don't think, oh, no, this is going to be like a worse version of the role play. But try this. If you really like that, you're definitely going to love this. And then you can even use the components between the two if you wanted to as well, yeah. which is kind of cool. So, yeah. yeah. You know, and, uh, and most RPGs, yes, you can have one shots that play out in a couple of hours, but most time you're going to be playing it for weeks, months, yeah, yeah. whatever it happens to be, <laughs> as, as you adventure around the place. So I planned the yes. one shot that lasted three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so the fact that it could be a two-hour board game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is is like a, a little it's short nice one sweet shot. spot, isn't yeah. it? it? Is I think personally, it's a really nice introduction to it because for someone who didn't, doesn't know Telsh in the Loop that much, obviously doesn't want to watch the Amazon TV show, doesn't want to go into uh, the RPG. It's a nice way to just see the basic fundamentals, really, the themes, what's going to happen, what would flow through into the mm. RPG. So there is more to expand into if you do enjoy yeah. the board game too. Definitely, and if you haven't seen the, if you haven't seen anything from Tales from the Loop. I would suggest watching the Amazon TV series. It was very, very good. Unfortunately, it didn't have enough explosions for Amazon's TV audience. You so mean it, so Michael Bay wasn't involved? No. Yeah. Um, but the, the series is very, I'll say, accurate to the source material. It's not lifted wholesale because obviously the source material is are just like one shot pictures that you know <laughs> there, there isn't a narrative behind them beyond the the change of world. Uh, but it's it's a, a beautifully sedate show and if you're watching it for ideas of how to run the rpg that's particularly good as well you can just steal episodes of scenarios <laughs> um so yeah definitely check out uh all things loopy tales whether the board game or the rpg or the tv series it's it's a brave new world as they tell mm-hmm. me um and yeah a lot of fun to just see whether or not you can get home in time to get your homework done and out for school the next day or will you end up Trapped in an ice cream bar and surrounded by raptors. <laughs> you just don't know. Who knows? No, exactly. Either way. And that's just a regular time in Sweden, to be fair. That's, that's not even lippy tales. That's a Thursday. No. no. Right. Idols of Torment. Yes. This yeah. is a, a one out of left field somewhat. Mm. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people know there's been a kind of a movement within the, I guess, miniatures world mm. in general towards. Uh, a lot of games where you kind of kit bash together your own models and sort of make stuff out of all the things that you have lying around. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of like the the sort of Ink, Ink 28 stuff uh, sort of game is kind of like a big proponent of that and things. Well, uh, a lot of people will also know there's a YouTube creator called Black Magic Craft mm-hmm. uh, who does some amazing stuff uh, over on the YouTubes. Well, they have been working on a game uh, called Idols of Torment, or as I should say it, Idols of Torment. Because <laughs> uh, you've got to shout the, the bold bits, right? Yes, and, the, yeah, yeah. and the capitalizations. Uh, but this is a game where, as you can see there, there is no hell and there is no heaven. However, there is a place called the Echo. And this is a new afterlife where the souls of the damned, or the souls of humanity in general, uh, get shuffled off to. Now, when they're there, they become what's known as the lost. And these lost souls will drift around within the echo, 
trying to find their heaven or their hell. It's almost like a little bit of a limbo sort of situation. Mm -hmm. When there, the primordials have then sent many of their scions to go and hunt down these souls in order to draw them back into their embrace so they can use them for their own plans and schemes. I don't know why I said that in a different way. I mean, that's Scottish way. <laughs> that's very uh, Sean Connery. Yeah. You know, so the game itself is a skirmish-based affair. Uh, it's going to focus very heavily on the idea of narrative and thematic games, where there obviously will be winners and losers, but it's done in such a way that it's all part of telling the story, if you know what I mean, rather than it being mm-hmm. like, well, you lost, so you're just going to get worse kind of thing, which I think is quite nice. Um, there's only going to be a handful of models per side. As I say, it's all drawn from being able to build and kit bash all those sorts of different things nice. in your collection. So you've got a lot, a lot of stuff left over from um, a whole bunch of the Mantic kits or maybe some of the North Star plastics and things. That's a good way to go with this. Uh, maybe some of the cultist kits would be pretty nice for this, actually. Mm. Um, and then uh, you play your games uh, through campaigns that sort of unfold and tell the story. The other cool thing about this game is that they've actually worked with Cripple God Foundry, uh, who a lot of people know uh, do 3D printing. And I think we've actually talked about them on the yeah. past in 3D printing is the shears uh, to make these lost miniatures. So yeah. the idea was to try and create humans that could look like they've come from all sort of different period of history but have found themselves within the echo because the souls lost from all over time, effectively. And the way that they kind of described how they look is that the more sort of uh, put together robes mm-hmm. are the new visitors to the echo. And those that are covered in the tattered robes are actually those people from ancient history and stuff who have been there for thousands and thousands of years and are slowly losing themselves to the world. I think it's quite cool. Um, they're going to be available as STL files for you to download and print off yourself. Mm-hmm. But they've also talked about doing them as a plastic kit. Mm. So you're actually be able to bosh them together and have you. Nice. Um, so yeah, in, in an era of a lot of people basically looking at their collections and being like, how can I take things from this and use them to play X game, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is a really fun little addition to the mix. Um, the game seems pretty cool. I like the background. And we've yet to know a little bit more about the mechanics and stuff, yeah. but they are going to be doing updates over the next couple of months in the run-up to the Kickstarter later this year, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, it's definitely one that I think should be on everybody's watch lists, uh, especially if you're a fan of kit bashing and tinkering with things. Uh, so yeah, it should be very cool. Um, I know they've also talked about doing things like uh, their own soundtrack and stuff, mm. which is which is nice. And they've also they're going to do uh, build their own tokens and things uh, for the game too. So uh, there's going to be a lot to sort of dive into and enjoy from this one. I think. Yeah, I think uh, the way he was describing it, it's miniature agnostic, with the exception yes. of these guys. Although yeah. obviously you can still use you can still use whatever you have ghosts, yeah. rules, <laughs> zombies, whatever you happen to yeah. have kicking around if you don't want to. I do appreciate the fact that they're making them as actual real models as well as STLs. Yeah, there's me again. Hi me, um, <laughs> because it's uh, yeah. I know more and more people are 3D printing. I'm not. I have absolutely no. And people are going to say, "Oh, but it's so easy." Now. I don't care. I literally do <laughs> it's not. Not care. your thing. It really isn't. I have enough no. hobby to do without having to learn a whole new hobby. I understand. Um, so, uh, so it means I often see things and it's like, well, that'd be nice. I'll never have one, but they're going to do them as a hard plastic sprue. I don't know who yeah. they're going to do it with. Uh, no, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that one. Uh, I assume it's something that they'll be tinkering with before yeah. the Kickstarter comes up, I would, I would guess. So, yeah. I mean, there, there are enough people kicking around these days doing, oh, yeah. obviously, War yeah. Games Atlantic. I know do yeah. 
subcontracting for people looking to uh, to get hard plastic kits and reaper. Also, or also kicking you'll, you'll note from the video how small that play space is as well. It's a yeah. relatively compact spe- uh, play space where, you know, you're going to be interacting with models quite a lot and stuff as well. So mm. uh, it should be a little bit um, yeah, kinder right. on people's hobby hobby tables. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that sort of, will it fit on a kitchen table in, a, in most yeah. people's house style yeah. skirmish game, which works well. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing for this, and possibly because of where he's come from, where he does love his foam. Um, he does. <laughs> I, I wonder if more more time and effort will be required in making the terrain to work for yeah. the tabletop than in actually making your gang. Yeah, like, I think it's not feel like the part. echo. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> but actually doing the rest of the, the yeah. bits and pieces you need is uh, is going to be the more in depth part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, creation stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on this one. I think so. No, I, I don't think you'll be alone in that one. It'll be fascinating <laughs> to see what happens with it. I, I really yeah. like the art direction. You'll see. I didn't go through the full YouTube video, but there's an awful lot of the artwork um, that they've got done so far is kicking around. All in black there, and white, more, uh, black white, and very and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, very lovely. gothic. Mm-hmm. Um, gothic. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's nice to see that is a word. Yeah. <laughs> that is the word that I'm using. So uh, yeah, boo, to you. Nice. Right. Off to the uh, the sea and the yes. for dystopian wars. Mm, yeah, so this month is given over to a, a whole bunch of new dystopian wars releases. Um, the the main focus, you say, uh, is on the Sultanate and stuff hitting the seas of dystopian wars. Um, mm-hmm. So they're going to be getting themselves a new battle fleet set, which you can see there, which is the Anatolia battle fleet set. Mm-hmm. Comes with the same selection of different options that they've done in the past for their kits. So you've got the plastic combined with the resin and all of these ship, the ships can be built in alternative configurations based on the weapon loadouts and that kind of thing as well which i think is quite nice one of the fun things about this kit in particular is that the uh the large ship that you see at the back there mm-hmm. the anatolia battleship can actually be built as a hurin class grand cruiser where two of those well Two of those kind of like come together mm-hmm. to create one larger ship, which oh. I think is really cool. Is it like side by side, like a catamaran? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if you look back on the news story, you'll see it just underneath it. But it's kind of done with like a little sort of very cool link between the two, which I think is really awesome. Uh, so I think that's really. Oh, sorry, this is one of the cruisers, oh, it's not the not the cruisers. Ship, yeah, oh, sorry, there you yeah. Go. yeah, sorry. One of the plastics. No, no, no that's, yeah. that's, that's not good enough. Mate. But uh, yes, because the the cruisers can be built as the Iskander, the Izmir, the Pasha, or the Shad. Sad Rasma, or you yes, can combine good. them together for the Huri. There we Iskander. go. We're all about the Iskander here. <laughs> Played by Sean Connery in the movie with the Kings. So that explains why you were thinking yes. Sean Connery earlier. Of course, yes. Um, one of the other cool sets that's coming out as well is the Mamanxed mm-hmm. Battle Fleet set for the Commonwealth. Uh, now, this one's an, another fun one because it comes with a whole bunch of uh, stuff that a lot of people have potentially seen in the past. Mm. But then you, they, you then get the really big Mamance class mobile stronghold that you see in the center there. Yeah. So this is the idea that the Commonwealth have gone, well, if we conquer some of the ocean, we're just going to drift away. But wait, what if we set up a massive, huge facility in the middle of the ocean Fortified. and just shoot anything that comes close? <laughs> Makes sense. That's effectively what they're doing here. Yes. I think it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to name this Fort Boyard. <laughs> it can either be designed as a kind of repair dock, but also a gun platform at the same time, so you can get your ships refitted before diving back into the battle, mm-hmm. or you could just use it as a big floating gun platform watching over the seas. Uh, you've then got um, four frontline cruisers, two support cruisers, and a bunch of the ecto- ec- 
Ranoplans as well, which are the mm-hmm. planes that you see there. Nice. Ooh, there's a lot of stuff in there. And then eight <laughs> Rurik class frigates as well. So this is a pretty good starting point for someone diving into the Commonwealth, which is quite mm-hmm. nice. And as 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 always, all of those can be built in different configurations if you yeah. see fit. Lastly, the Union are also getting an additional um, set this time around as well. Um, so you will have noticed that the um, uh, the Automata have been out previously, or at least mm-hmm. been previewed previously to this. Um, which gave you some floating robots for you to throw into your games. Mm. They've now come together as part of a support squadron, as you can see. So they've added in the uh, additional ships and stuff there. So you've got the Union support cruisers, which can be built as Discoveries, Roanokes, Californians, Montgomery's or Washington's if you wanted. Ha ha, I know all the names. I'm not just reading them. Uh, (laughs) So you can throw those into your games and have fun with that on the tabletop. Uh, So some really nice stuff there for three factions. Mm. And it's really nice to see the Sultanate now making it to the table in Dystopian Wars. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Mm. But I can't help but think one of the massive Imperium robots just reach out oh, and oh, put a Union flyer oh, yeah, water yeah. and just hold yeah. it there till it drowns. I, I'd love to see the fort next to that. I'd love to see the comparison between the two. I see. want one of the uh, and then the, the walkers to come up in between the hole in the centre of the Mermask class thing. Oh, I know. And it's like a little life ring around the... Floor. Well, you know what it looks like, John? <laughs> it looks like the Trade Federation droid control ship. Yes, it does. So yeah. after your pod race game, then you could play Anakin's Assault on that, just using flyers. <laughs> oh. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> go left. Yeah. Very weird episode. <laughs> I think that's a good trick. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's what he said. Oh, oh, yeah. oh the best. Just best <laughs> words ever. Why did anyway. he never get best screenplay? Well, George Lucas was knocking out of the park with things like sand, it's coarse, it gets everywhere. You know, just Original, dreadfully, truly dread, unique. Dreadfully overlooked by the yeah. uh, Academy, I feel. Um, yeah, I feel you're right. Right, so, yeah. one more bit of news then for this week. Yeah, so moving on from the dystopian more stuff, but staying within the dystopian age, because mm. it's all connected now. Like a weaving web, uh, we have all the way down. Yeah, we have the Retribution Town Range. Uh, so this is another one of the big terrain sets from War Cradle and War Cradle Scenics we did dive into. Uh, this is broken down into a variety of different options within this big set that are all going to be available separately in the future as well, which is always yeah. nice. So you've got the Retribution Station. So you want your choo choos? You can choose this one. Ha <laughs> uh, There's also the Retribution Theatre, which is really nice as well, with all the additional detail built onto the front of it. The Barracks, I think, is possibly my coolest, the, the coolest set. Yeah, mm, I like the Barracks. I like fact, Barracks. It's got bunk beds. Uh, yeah, this is kind of this is to go back. If if people remember Showdown Retribution, which mm-hmm. the which was the starter set for the new edition of Wild West Exodus, this is kind of showing the progression within the storyline there where the union have basically walked in and gone, boom, 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 we're going to build all these barracks and things throughout this throughout the city, and we're going to stake a claim on it. So it seems like a perfect way for you to dive in and start messing up the union <coughs> if you want to do that. Mm. Uh, there's also lots of really nice tinkery bits with all these different terrain sets. I really love the little kind of gr- little the grabber yeah. that's on the front of them. <laughs> For lifting yeah. stuff off the yeah, yeah. puff puffs when they yeah. go past. <laughs> or picking up one of the weird uh, creations of the <laughs> of your enemy and throwing it around. That would be quite nice. Uh, yeah. The, uh, nice the Hammond it. pipe organ there is nice. really good as well. It is right yeah. now, yeah. I really... off, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> it's great how they, they save so much time as well because they're, they're, they're pretty coloured, aren't they? Yep. They've already got mm-hmm. that already printed on them. So you don't have to waste all that time painting up your terrain. No. It's just yeah. building up. What is this? Does anybody know what this is? It's a target, but target. Is that what it is? Okay. 
I just assumed the Union soldiers got bored and it was one of those things that you get a fairground where you put your head through and then you <laughs> this is what it, yeah. it could also be that. There is a theatre. So, you know, I'm in yeah. the Old West. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, the station... Isn't- if it oh, isn't yeah. that, a drill will make it that. Oh, a drill yes, will very much yeah, make yeah, it yeah. that. Yeah. If it isn't that, you can have that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you need just need a Dunkin' stool, and then away <laughs> you go. Um, so yeah, there's the station, the theatre, the barracks. There's also the dwelling which you get in the set. So it shows that uh, retribution isn't just made up of soldiers. There are other people still living there, mm. uh, and it'll be nice when those come out separately, so you can pick up a few more of those just to kind of add a little bit more sort of. Um, a, more of a lived-in feel to your game tables, I think, which is kind of nice. Well, and then you get the really cool... spinny windmills. Yeah, you get a windmill as well. Yeah. Classically American style. Oh, yeah. Uh, and lots of little pieces of scattered terrain as well that we've talked about. As, uh, so if you want to dive in now from with that, you can do so. So some nice things there for uh, Wild West Texas to kind of decorate your boards. It would definitely look nice next to uh, Red Oak as well. Uh, Red Oak it will, yeah. You could before. combine a whole bunch of the sets together if you really wanted to. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That wraps us up for the news for another week. We're going to have a quick swish. When we come back, we'll be taking a look at some 3D printing and crowdfunding. All right, so we're back. I'm going to be taking a look at some 3D printing. And John's found some epic basing. <laughs> How epic yeah. is your basing, John? Is, is this uh, epic? It's 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 pretty epic, right? Um, Does that mean six mil, or is it just really good? <laughs> no, it's no, it's really good. No, <laughs> I had to remember that. Um, no, I was I was chilling out watching um my my new man crush Eons of Battle on YouTube, mm-hmm. and uh, he he was doing a great video on um how to simplify your painting and doing something good. You know, completely in my zone of what I like to preach on my tutorials, mm-hmm. and he was like, he kept saying, "Epic basing, epic basing. Look at this epic basing," and I was like are you just using this as a term or what? And he's like, I've been sponsored by Epic Basing. And I was like, all right, so it's a product. <laughs> and uh, I seen it and I was like, ooh, this is cool. So it's um, it's an STL product as well as giving you a pre, like a, a produced resin piece mm-hmm. as well, if you want. Um, so Jerry, you're not a 3D print person, so you can yeah. just buy this stuff off. Just them. buy actual real things. Yeah, you can just buy the real things. Or for people, snobs like myself, we can get our 3D printer fired up and actually print the stuff off. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the stuff that you can physically buy off them, from what I've seen, is uh, a type of resin. It leaves just enough flex in the, in the material, but allows you like a lot of That's high nice. detail. Like I love those bases, like all that wreckage and stuff. All the mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have tons and tons of stuff. And it just to me, it just looked like a, a bit of a no-brainer, whether you're a 3D print person or just wanting the, the physical <clears throat> piece yourself. Mm-hmm. Um you could fill a you could fill a, a 3D print bed with this stuff really easily. Yeah. And, like get an entire army's worth of stuff out of one one run, which would be cool. Um also, so they also I was going to say, also, if it breaks, you can just say print that it's another. more more ruined. <laughs> or well, yeah, there is one. that. Yeah. <laughs> print another one, yeah. 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 Um, I also chose it because it had a lot of like basic stuff in there, like the, the rebar and stuff. <laughs> it had cacti, which for whatever reason made me think of Jerry. Mm. And it has some whimsy, which made me think of free. So <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought, you know, it it ticks every box for something I thought for sure. to talk about. Oh, just going to have a wee jump through yeah. because there's quite a lot of away free 
shipping. <laughs> I've already told you to go away once. I have to tell you twice. I assume these are the same in both anyway. Yeah. Bushes, cacti. Mm, well, maybe. Well, maybe, maybe there's different. a few differences, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I look. mean. I like these crystalline structures. I like those. They're really nice. Really perfect for a cave. But it's one of the things I always give. It's one of the things that I always find that I really struggle with is sci-fi basing hmm. because fantasy is fairly easy in the round because it's just something rural in most yes. cases. You just do a forest or a mountainside or something. Hmm. But with sci-fi, when you've got to be like, okay, so how do I not just do this as a rubble city? Yeah. <laughs> like a ruined city covered in uh, bits and pieces of discarded building or something. When you can have massive, awesome Torma lines, as you yeah. see there, just mm-hmm. built around the base. I think that's amazing and can really lend itself to doing something fun and high sci-fi. Um, you too can rebuild Krypton. Exactly, yeah, yeah. That you can start to defy stuff. physics with it. <laughs> that, that would look really good on people playing. Um, I know it's the wrong scale, but it might fit anyway with um, Battletech. Because oh, on, right, yeah. on MacWire Online, there is a, a map which is called the tor- tourmaline fields or something mm-hmm. and it's basically oh, okay. just all that wow there we go yeah. it's really cool looking so it, some of it might work mm-hmm. there's also those really delicate pieces as well like there is and stuff yeah. yeah the agave there looks really gentle yeah quick look at yeah. the fly traps oh they're really nice I'd like to ambiguate you they're really good if you're going to making a a cat chan death world oh mm. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Or scale it's, them up because if you're 3D printing an, an SDL file, you could just scale them up, make them oh, man-sized. Yeah. Carnivorous plants. More, That's, more horrifying whimsy for you, free. Absolutely. Just because it's terrifying doesn't mean it's not whimsical. <laughs> fill their minds, fill their mouths with blood. Agave <laughs> plants as well. Yeah, yeah. In case nice. you need to uh, moisturize. I suppose <laughs> it's very important Plasma. when you're on a catch on death world moisturizer yeah, sure. is a factor yeah. apply some aloe vera to their... that plasma burn yeah. mm-hmm. go for it. the towel keep their skin so smooth <laughs> aloe yeah. yep, yep. <laughs> with you. I like those let's have a look we'll go into uh, digital cacti you threatened me about the cacti oh some flowery ones oh all cacti may flower Oh, they're very nice. I like how they vary in shape as they're going up. Some of them are not just static, you know. Something sure shape. If you're a Wild West Exodus walker bases and stuff, your big bases. Or even, I mean, the way I look at things like this when I'm playing things like um, Wild West Exodus or Dead Man's Hand or that sort is. Normally, if you're playing a game, you go, okay, well, there's a forest over there. You know, well, there could still be a forest, but in this case, it's just these um, cacti instead. Mm-hmm. That one's coming into flower. Don't do that often. <laughs> drill, drill a little hole out. You could have a little elf owl making its home in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I just seen this stuff and thought, you know what? It, it, it's something that a lot of us kind of ignore with our with our basing mm. adding something a bit more interesting in it because we're all into grass tufts and sand mm. yeah um i think with maybe just a little bit more effort we could be doing this kind of thing a bit yeah. more often a bit it's, more certainly dynamic. Quite, it's certainly quite nice because you can use it to theme a force a lot more specifically i think you can. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you don't just have two armies that live in the woods. <laughs> You've got, you know, uh, an army that lives on desert world with cacti, and another one that lives on a desert world with monstrous plants all over it. So <laughs> my my black templars live on a desert planet that has really brown grass, and my mm. other army, which we're talking about on Sunday, um, also lives on a desert planet but has slightly less brown grass. <laughs> yeah. But now they fight each other because they're from different regions of the same planet. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> Like the succulents, they're nice. They're yeah, nice. very yeah. cool. And very easy to look after, I imagine. <laughs> well, mine are bar one, so yeah. <laughs> barrel cacti as well. They're very know. nice. They're very. Have you, have you guys heard of the the rule of the rule of odd with basing as well? Nature no. never grows everything anything in pairs, so you should always have three elements on a base so that right. it looks more natural. Apparently, ah. so there we go. So oh, the fun. underwater stuff is lovely. That's yeah. very handy, especially if somebody was basing up a load of trident realms for Kings of War. Yeah. Mm. Or playing a bit of Deep Wars as well. Yeah. Deep Wars, yeah. yeah. Or Drowned Earth. Mm-hmm. Ah, Drowned Earth would be great. You're right. Different. Very different. Try to remember who it was. Did the um, Stingray game at Salute a couple of years ago? Oh. I want to say it was Commodore Rob's group. Someone like that, yeah. But those corals are... They are lovely. Very yeah. nice. Bizarre. Bottles. Really nice textures on them as well, so they should pop really well with mm. washes and stuff, or just contrast, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I always think contrast works well on natural stuff, and so basic material is effectively that, isn't it? So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's a magic. What does digital. that mean? It's magic. Just lots of Harry Potter. I've <laughs> already seen him this shot. Oh man, cube crystals, they're crystals. cool. They're awesome. Some sort of pyrite based thing, probably. The they're awesome. Wow. I, like I really like those. They're very good for moonstone. They, I was going to say, put those on the fawns and the moonstone. That'd look mm. great. They are very, very moonstone. You can even make them these into Star Trek enemies. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't afford to have the actors, so they just made the set the enemy. <laughs> They've done that a few times. Yeah. There was the time where they landed on the planet. Kirk and Spock discovered that the miners had actually been uh, killing a silicon-based life form. They didn't even know why. <laughs> They're awesome. They're very unique. Especially go super high... <laughs> High gloss metallic on the cubes. Oh yeah, mm. I'd really lean into the pyrite feel of that. Although you have your work cut out doing the tourmaline. Mm. Also, because I'm, uh, I have another three D print project. I'm tentatively mm-hmm. starting, and I'm thinking that this this stuff might be, uh, or some of this stuff might be useful for it. Yeah. Um, particularly the urban stuff, because I may be doing a. Cool. A sort of Imperial Guard army that's kind of likes gas masks a lot. Have a look at the urban stuff. Is that anybody who likes to live on a battlefield? Mm-hmm. They're the ones mm-hmm. who really like gas masks. Yeah. That's the ones. I saw there was quite a nice little addition uh, at the bottom of the descriptions of those is that you get the updates if they ever refine them. So oh, that's really good. Kits, but then if, you, if they do something and tinker with the file, you get the updated version. That's kind of That's kind of really nice. nice. Yeah. You find. Um, Websites like cults do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if if you've bought off someone and then they've subsequently changed the, the SDL file, you get a message saying, oh, SDL updated if you want to re-download it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
generally you don't because you've already printed it and you're done with it. <laughs> but with in, yeah. in the case of this stuff, I can see the reasoning more behind it. Mm. So these are pre-supported, yeah. Yes, which makes oh. it even easier. Easy. Yeah. Very nice. Your ruins and yeah, yeah. You too can have foot on rock. <laughs> <laughs> Heroic rock. Yeah. Tiny yeah. magic's happening. Skull at the bottom, knee on the rock. Done, not knee. Mm-hmm. knee and angle. You've just explained 25 or 30 years of GW design. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are the corrugated iron going on? How about it? There was a skull. <laughs> this is, but this is a tyranid. Yes, so there should be more rocks, but they're many feet. <laughs> it's the last bit. Oh, the Lord. Ah, this is oh, the nice one that we thing. saw painted up on their Instagram, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Is there anything else that caught your eye in here, John, when you were looking around, or were you just specifically looking for stuff originally for your um <coughs> oh, of <coughs> or my dead group of war farming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um no, not particularly. I was just sort of I was taken I was taken more in by um Eon's video showing <laughs> the stuff. Oh. Yeah. Because he was he was actually showing a proper Applying it to a base yeah, and yeah. explaining why he was applying it to a base, you know. That's very nice. Quite good. Sense very kelpy. No. I really like that. You can show a lot, you can change your movement of your mini just by putting that stuff around it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What I'd what I'd see using some of the large pieces being good for is say you're looking to try and make areas of well, sections of area terrain for your mm-hmm. boards, use some of the bigger bits on mm-hmm. sort of larger base yeah. bases to make uh like a little bit of a woodland or, you know, just without having to put the trees on it, that kind of thing. Or it's, it would just be especially good for ruined buildings because you could almost plot out the footprint of what the building would have been like before it was bombed to hell. Yeah. And then just build the specific sort of girders into the, the different points. So then it's a rubbled sort of building without you having to build an entire thing and just use oh, it right. as some cover on the tabletop. Yeah. It's a very nice swampy selection of stuff they have yeah. there. Yeah. Green grow the rushes out. What you said. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I do say yeah. It's it's an unusual one. Mm. And they're so tightly focused on just doing the, the basing bits and they yeah, haven't gone. Yeah. yeah, they've not gone crazy they've not scattered gone, yeah, in general, have they? Focus and and do it well and do a comprehensive amount <laughs> of it. Oh, I like how these have been shown off, as it were. Yeah, I like the presentation a lot. Yeah. Like we've we've just printed them. We haven't painted them or anything. We're just showing you the bare product on a coloured hmm. in a coloured background. So yeah, goes back to what we talked about last week. Presentation yeah. is key. So. See, whereas I like that because it shows you exactly what you're getting. True. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's why we have options. Yep. You can satisfy everyone in here. There you go. This is how we can have nice things. <laughs> just surprised they don't have a wee thing where you can spin it around and see what's you know. Oh, turntable thing. Yeah, that's the only thing that's missing, I suppose. Really, if you complain about it enough, you know, it might happen. <laughs> that's not the <laughs> way I, forward. I no, I will explain on Sunday how that has worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> that. What's that say? All right. Thanks. Ooh, full on cedar, cedar trees. trees. Yeah. 
an additional you, bit you of You two can be the Lebanon before they got deforested <laughs> back to the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> no more cedars anymore. Very, very niche period of wargaming history then. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> the deforestation of the Yemen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. The trees versus humanity. Was Spoilers, it war? trees lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really nice little range of stuff there from right. yeah. epic basing. Does exactly mm -hmm. what it says on the tin. Yeah. Do anything else clever? Curious. Go on, uh, go on. No. Okay. I just like to check. <laughs> sometimes they do. You don't know. One time I, I looked in there and the bloke was going, I'll sculpt stuff for you, just get in contact. That is true. You know, yeah. Always worth having missed a that yeah. So, yeah. That's what I do. I always have a newsy. Uh, so that's not the only little bit of 3D printing, though, we have this week. We have No. Yeah. More? I need a little bit, yes. So the month be April. Mm. And a new month meaneth new 3D printing of from different companies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's new 3D printing from companies. Okay, nice. Wait for it. So, Raging Heroes are back this month to do a whole bunch of new releases for the High Elves of the Eternal Summits. Uh, mm. This is part two of their uh, 3D printing mm. collections over on Patreon and Heroes Infinite. And once again, they've dived in to create a wide selection of awesome heroes and monsters and troops and also terrain for you to use on your tabletops for playing all manner of different games. She got um, swords. And there's oh, probably not know. enough swords, I would say. Maybe the bird uses some birds mm. too. There you go. Yeah, yeah. They are swift. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the focus here has been on kind of expanding their range of models that they've been sort of working on over the last little <laughs> while that could be used um, to represent um, factions like the Lumineth Realm Lords on the tabletop. So if you wanted to approach things from a point of view where it's not all big bullhorns on top of things, and mm -hmm. you say you wanted to kind of embrace a little bit more of that traditional high elf aesthetic across the yeah. the collection, then they've definitely gone in and done exactly that. Um, one of my uh, the, one of the coolest things that I saw as part of this set was some <laughs> of the big monsters that they've done, which you should be able to see down in the larger image below that particular lady. Um, and below the train. But anyway, we'll look at the lady first. <laughs> so, so as oh, we'll, talk, we'll get to my fantastic things later. But yeah, oh. so um, this is another one of their big spirit models. So again, drawing on the aesthetics of Games Workshop, but playing around with it a little bit uh, and embracing that kind of sort of Kitsune style, <laughs> Japanese, Chinese mythology and stuff um, from, from that neck of the woods uh, in order to reinforce the, the faction as a whole, which I thought was quite nice. Um, if you're a furry, Here's your army. Boom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, but we also had the the kind of breakdown of the two different um, tiers. So mm -hmm. as always, you have the sort of the basic one and you have the overlord tier as well. Mm -hmm. the, the overlord tier comes to that. Well, you can get your hands on the massive, huge terrain piece that you see there. But my favorite from this stuff are the big, awesome, like wear lion monsters. Right. So uh, I have always liked, well, I've always liked oh. the white lines of Thrace from mm. Warhammer Fantasy because elves are kind of cool, but what's cooler than, an, than a normal elf is a badass buff elf who will wreck your face <laughs> with a grim mother hubbard. <laughs> and so it's really nice to see them kind of build on that with this collection. So you could actually do like a kind oh. of Asia Sigma-styled White Lions army uh, from the Mortal Realms, yeah. where maybe they've taken that across. And instead of there being a big old Mukau boss, 
mm. that's leading the way. It's a big heckin' uh, lion or something that is in charge of everything, like that guy. That's uh, gorgeous. And you can do your entire army themed around that, which I think would be amazing. Swap out all the spears and the dainty swords for big axes, and away you go, <laughs> kicking ass and taking names. You've even got chariots. Who will want to see chariots? <laughs> no. And look, Leonid's... Uh- Axe warriors. Oh, so cool. It shows That's... how much they appreciate nature that they've killed, uh, skinned them, and well, they're yeah. wearing their heads. Yeah. My, my sweet head falls. Oh, look, he's jumping over his shoulder. No, he isn't. Never mind. Oh, I like to think <laughs> that they are simply like, <laughs> like fallen to... from the tree already. Oh, yeah. so... well, you imagine your way. I'll imagine mine. Skin them in front of the yes. surviving pack yeah. members. Yeah. Go, you watching. Yeah. Do... Watch what I'm doing. I do like that Raging Heroes always goes like, it has a little bit of its own, well, it has its own vision of what it wants things yeah. to look like, and the, yeah. the aesthetic is getting oh. stronger. They are cool mounts, aren't they? Good lord. You know, you know, I was talking about buff elves. Mm. How about a buff lion? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely done leg day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a swole lion. Yeah. Rawr. No, that guy's about to give me a high five. John was saying <laughs> something before you derailed him Sorry, with your yeah. buff lion talk. Yeah, right. good, yeah. good, good. Aesthetic. That's what I was. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before I rudely interrupted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Contain um, your buffness. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, some really nice stuff there. Once again, from Raging Heroes. Uh, all available as STL files. You may again see a lot of this stuff popping up in the future as resin uh, as well over on the web store. But for now, this is all available through their Heroes Infinite uh, page and also through Patreon. But. Talking of their Heroes Infinite page, which mm-hmm. we're on right now, we have a special prize from Raging Heroes. Yes, two prizes in one episode of the Weekender. Wow. So this is a great way for you to get a month's worth of miniatures for free to start mm-hmm. your 3D printing journey. All you have to do is be signed up to heroesinfinite.com. You can do that without having to put any, any details and stuff uh, strictly straight away. And then if you're registered over on Heroes Infinite, you'll be able to get yourself a bunch of models, all of this, all that stuff we saw in the monthly collection for free. Oh, that's month, fantastic. Which I think is really awesome. And it's a good way to try and get your hands on everything and test your hand at everything that uh, Raging Heroes have been doing yep. without having to put down too much mood off straight away, which is kind of nice. Um, the way to do it? Oh, well, it couldn't be simpler. We need you to comment down below. Uh, basically, I want you to tell me which one of these is your favourite miniature from the April release. Is it the Buff Lions? If you just write Buff Lions, that's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. No, no. So two Jerry, reasons it's yes, not. Jerry has specifically told me. <laughs> Jerry has put rules in place. That you need to start your comment with my favourite miniature is, and then put whichever your miniature is. So that makes it much easier to find you in the comments and therefore pick you to go with this. If so you don't say, use the prefix, my favourite miniature is, yeah, we then the search thing I use won't find pull you. out. Yeah, yeah. So if you just write yeah. buff lines, then you will not get any buff <laughs> all lines. All right, all right, fine. <laughs> Although, <laughs> my favourite miniature. If you write my favourite miniature is buff lines, chances are yeah. you probably won't get buff lines either. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and so is, it, is it specifically from the elves? So from that big list this month? Or is yeah, it so from- it's, it's effectively the month of releases so it's okay. this month's collection that you'll be able to get your hands on which is quite cool. nice um the other thing as well to note that if you are over on patreon and you want to switch over to potentially get yourself these these free stuff this free stuff you can do that as well so if you want to sign up over on heroes infinite rather than patreon in order to get your hands on everything then you can do that as well but yeah so there's some a month's worth of free minutes for you to dive in to pick up and all you got to do is comment down below with my favorite miniature is and whatever it is 
It's I'd butterfly like ants. Stalk yeah. margarine because. <laughs> right, that's enough of the three D printing. Yeah. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Time to wrap up the show with a couple of crowdfunding campaigns. <gasps> yes, indeed. What I want to know is, are you all a fan of anthropomorphic animals in a dark fantasy setting? Because, I mean, I know me and Ben are, but that, that, that was a given, wasn't it? So, uh, <laughs> Darkest Doom is on Kickstarter and uh, players are going to be taking the role as heroes competing to survive nine painful days across the eclipse. So, as you can see... It doesn't look like it. Wait, almost. It doesn't look like your normal chirpy, whimsical animal. You know, anthropomorphic. As you can see, it's just it's just. Oh my time. god! Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> uh, these are ferocious animals. So these are ferocious heroes. So GameStar Studio is bringing 17th century Europe as a forefront in theme, and players are battling for points against the darkness that are approaching the land of Betel. Betel. So, what do you have to do? Heroes are going to attempt to rid the world of the darkness and the threats that are looming. So, they're going to take role of the heroes flexing a series of skills, choose their path to victory with one in particular player choosing path to glory. So, there's four players and solo if you're keen for a challenge against bot guardians. You're going to be going to different areas of the map. So, you're going to work in hard on your player balls to strategize and build on your character. So you're going to be able to tailor your progression ahead by levelling up your stats. So you're going to need to undergo a series of quests and traverse up around to gain control over spells, equipment, traps, and encounter cards to bolster up your characters with tools. So fair bit goes into the character investment. So what do you buy? Flying. Enough <laughs> Right on target there. Um, there are four different characters you got. You've got Sella the White Fox, Rowana the Crow, Yuri and the Wolf, or Tristan the Bat. So quite a dark fantasy characters we've got coming out of it. So there's different paths to success that will keep opponents on their toes. You might want to prove yourself to be the best guardian and rightful heir, or you might want to go look for some ancient relics and get you some weight within the current world. But it's in the player's best interest to rid the world of peril and choose their path that suits them best that will gain the victory. So the title does explore many different avenues of gaming. So whether you want to role play as your favourite anthropomorphic guardian or explore the map for a greater experience, uh, all of it is tied together with familiar management of tokens, utilising dice, mm. playing of cards, flexing ring player board, and of course, the beautiful character miniatures that we have seen on uh, the campaign. Yeah. I was trying to work so, out why there was a mountain, but it's actually the deck holder. The deck holder, yeah. <laughs> Right, good. Uh, it's two different pledges available at the moment. So one will get you all you need to get started in the universe. So you've got your core box, your expansion, and your stretch goals that are being unlocked uh, during the campaign. But if you do want a bit more for your buck and you're keen on collecting, you can dip into a Guardian edition, which adds more breadth to the title. You get a play mat, a graphic noggle. Noggle? A graphic novel. What's one of those? (laughs) I want to know what one of those is. And uh, a graphic novel and Kickstarter collectible. So um, if you are interested in a bit dark fantasy with anthropomorphic animals embedded, 
it might be worth taking a look at this one. It's Darkest Doom on Kickstarter. And there are four days left on the clock for this one. But it's just chock-a-block. When I was looking through this, I mean, you can see by the right-hand side, there is so much to go through mm. on the campaign. There is loads. And they've been releasing a different narrative every day, uh, updates to narrative every day to see what's going on so players can get a bit more of a grip with the lore and what's been going on backstage of the game as it were but it's it's quite a hefty game um and i really like how you can really put your thumbprint on each character by building throughout i just love the fact they shot four of those in the head that's all i can see <laughs> anytime i look at them the big red line vindicare somewhere with a yeah. yep <laughs> think of the punisher yeah. one batch Damn. two patch anytime <laughs> I will say that they really have pushed the boat out on this one. I'd seen it previewed a couple of months ago, I think, when yeah. GameStar were talking about it. Um, and I was like, I wonder how big this is actually going to be, because we kind of only saw the board yeah. uh, and some of the miniatures on it, and we didn't really see anything else beyond that. But mm-hmm. now, they, now that they've sort of fully released the Kickstarter, and there's so much built into this. It's effectively like one of those big kind of Gloomhaven-y, Frosthaven yes. games, really. So. This is going to be one of of those games that you'll pick up and it will be the sort of focus of your collection for your group potentially for quite a while, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Uh, The miniatures are gorgeous. I love the character artwork as well. Yeah, It's such an interesting time to test. It's such a weird juxtaposition Mm. when you look at the miniatures and then you look at the very, I suppose, cutesy simple style of animation they had at the start and in the comic yeah. book. You're looking at it, you're just going out and you go, oh, the deer, he's bleeding from his eyeballs. Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess that's, that's where they he are, lives. They are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the lot going on. Oh, that's nice. It's, well, it's unusual. Um, he's certainly <laughs> something. Could be a crusader, who knows. Knight of the Guardians, I think he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's got something going on. Like a Dark Souls boss. Yes. <laughs> the fact that him, along with the mounted one before him, have inserts on the base for other characters. Mm-hmm. So presumably mm. some sort of bodyguard style. Yeah, watch over them, yeah. 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 We had that for Basil. Uh, Basil? As well. Basil. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Fascinating stuff. So yeah. four days left on that. Four days left on the clock for that uh, one, yeah. Plenty to look through. You can even download some of the backstory and lore as well to have a look at how that plays. Yeah, there's plenty of content to dip into, yeah. as you can see on the campaign. Mm-hmm. Who's our last one then, Ben? Ben, it's me this week. I'm taking over. I'm completely taking over. I'm taking over. I know. You shouldn't let it happen too much, to be honest. Yeah, It'll yeah. just end up being cute animals before you know. So <laughs> if you are keen on the disturbed gothic artwork of Zidisnor Bikinski, I hope oh, I did that right. Well done. Yeah. Uh, you'd be interested in this limited one-time art-focused product that's on GameFound. So it combines Bikinski's wild brain of vivid landscapes and horrific visions with Eurogame mechanics in Nightmare Cathedral. So no, no, that sounds very cutesy, doesn't it? I'm, I'm off it. it does sound incredibly it does, cute. Yeah. <laughs> so a little bit about that is just to give you some insight into the title. So between 1916 and about 1980, creations of gloomy and disturbing images were born from the brain of Bikinski. So across each canvas, there was land in decay, an abundance of skeletons and just rotting scenes of death. So now... In a very limited man, you can make that game. Uh, Bald and Dice <laughs> are interpreting the gruesome Baroque artwork 
and moulding the shape of Nightmare Cathedral. So it's putting a hard focus on dystopian surrealism. So you're going to be placing in competitive strategy and trying to take dominance over the board with resource managing, uh, objective meeting and taking part in some brutal conflict as well. So you're going to be playing for onslaught, recruiting and attack strategy and fortifying for defence. So you're going to head off into a wide map, explore to combine your strategies and reward victory. So what my biggest question when I was looking through this, where is the Nightmare Cathedral? Where is it? Where is it at? What does it play? What does it do? So the Nightmare Cathedral does indeed fuel nightmares. So in the centre of the board, throughout gameplay, a cathedral will begin to rear its head. So once the cathedral is finished growing, players are going to need to face the horrors that outpour from the centre. So they'll gain the ability to control them and head into the world and unleash the terror for anybody else who comes up against it. So the game really does seem like a complete representation, a translation, uh, as it were, of uh, Bikinski's artwork. So you can see themes of his artwork throughout the game, which is on the board, the cards, the tokens, the different components, and the strange, gothic, disturbing-looking miniatures. They are really, really unique-looking. So uh, I'm unsure where this is heading after Game Found once it's been completed because it is a limited time run. So you can expect to pay around about 90 euros for everything to get you started in it uh, over the campaign. And there are some cheeky stretch goals in there as well. But there is a retail price for 127 euros on there. Um, so I do expect once they're in store and purchase, they will be gone. Mm. So uh, it's quite a cool one, quite an interesting uh, By the table hogger, I've realised. <laughs> mm. Like if that is that is a that is a man's hand. <laughs> yes, and the board is huge. huge. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of retail space. This might be one for the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is massive, quite taken up a lot on the table. But there seems to be a lot going into the game um, in playthrough. A lot of working with the artwork, as it were. Mm. But it's mm. it's certainly interesting. I really like seeing. Uh, it's quite a unique uh, concept, really, uh, translating that over to a game in particular. But it's nice to see it come alive. And as I said, the miniatures themselves were uh, creepily gorgeous. Mm, I think one of the nice things about uh, this is they've clearly gone, okay, so we've got the artwork and we kind of have a game idea. Well, area control kind of fits nicely with the way that you want to try and represent all of someone's artwork because what do you control? Areas. What does the artist paint? Lots of different patterns. Landscapes. So it's quite nicely with that. Yeah. But but yeah, as you were saying, I like the fact that it's kind of boiled down to those Euro game mechanics and sort of area control and stuff as well. So the mechanics should be fairly similar to a lot of other games out there of this ilk, but then there'll obviously be those little tiny tweaks here and there from board and dice that make it feel a little bit more unique so yeah it'll be fascinating i might go back and have a wee look at the uh the playthrough there because i've seen his artwork in the past at no point did i ever think you know what this would make a great game great game yeah no i was exactly the same so when i saw this pop up on game found i just know of the artwork anyway it's like oh that's really interesting um really really cool concept Mm. in all fairness especially it's it's a Surrealist nightmare. Mm-hmm, that is indeed. Literally. Hopefully the gameplay is not the same. <laughs> Hopefully the gameplay is more grounded and, and easy to follow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It's 
it's a fascinating thing. It looks like there's retailer pledges there. So I, I don't know how long it will exist on retail yeah. when it goes there. Um, this is what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. So if, if you are interested in this, it's probably one that you either want to talk to your local retailer if you have one. You lucky gets. And if not, then you may want to consider backing this. Yeah. Uh, because I can't imagine it will exist long in the world. No, nor but, I. But yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Six. Into uh, his mind. Mm-hmm. Six days left on the clock for that one on Game Third. And, and it was already funded after an hour and a half of it being up. So. Well, mm. there you go. I believe there's, um, I think we've seen that on the, there's a solo mode as well. There is from, solo mode um, as well. By David uh, Turksey, mm-hmm. so his name is obviously very well known for for doing uh, interesting board games and solo yeah. conversions as well. So he's done a, an awful lot out there already. So you can go and have a wee look at that. That wraps us up for another week. It's all too brief. I only <laughs> wish we could stay longer. I don't. You can see us on Sunday, though. And you can't see us on Sunday. You can see me tomorrow. <laughs> Never mind about Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, right. Joining the live stream tomorrow. See, see me uh, go all robot wars all over. And uh, if not, we will be back on Sunday for the XLBS over on tabletop.com. Uh, if you're not a backstager already, then you should just go ahead and sign up for a 30 day trial. Give it a swizz, see what you like, have a newsy, see what John's been up to, see what I've been doing and bask in the goodness of being one of our cultists. Otherwise, we will see you again next Friday. And don't forget to be with the chance to win either of those two prizes. You need to be a subscriber, a commenter on the channel. And don't forget to use my favourite miniature is if you want the Raging Heroes one. Buff Lions. Not Buff Lions. (laughs) Until next week, bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.